All right. All right. All right. It's been a while. It's been a it's while. Been a while. <laughs> well, as in, it's been two weeks. It seems it seems like a long time for me. I don't know. I've been. I was out of town last week because I was in our company retreat in Tucson, Arizona, and that was fun. So the video. Mm. How'd the video go over? Not great. Not no. <laughs> they for they didn't really give us much instruction on what we were supposed to do. So we we thought it was supposed to be more wholesome than other people thought. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, you know, they other people put a lot more time and uh, um, not time is not the right word, but like they had experienced people with. Uh, they knew people who had effects work and stuff like that. And were able to put that into their videos. <laughs> Did a lot more cursing and stuff in their videos, um, and had a lot more inside jokes. The Tucson offices got that we had no idea. So okay. it was kind of like it. It didn't. I mean, it, it did better than, than some other videos, but we didn't win or anything. Right. Huh. So you said like the videos you were seeing didn't look much like the videos you based your work off of, right? The ones you saw from previous years? Right, yeah, yeah. They, they were um, they were either shot better or they had an actual, like... Also, it should be noted, there were not four videos, there were ten videos this time around. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they had more purpose behind them. Like So I, I was playing off of... Yeah, if if our video was shown with, this, with the crop of videos I saw last year, it definitely mm-hmm. would have won. But that was my benchmark. It was not mm-hmm. what this year's videos right. are, which changes, right? <laughs> changes the the benchmarks considerably. So, think I have to start working on next year soon. I, I don't even know <laughs> if I'm going to do it next year. I mean, I mean, let's let somebody else mm-hmm. uh, take up that mantle. It could be your twenty percent time though, the video, <laughs> like Google, you know, eighty twenty type thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one day a week of the whole year working on the video. Yeah. I, no, I, I thought about it a little bit, but I mean, I'm, we'll have a better idea as it gets towards right. the end of the year next year. I see. Anything else noteworthy happening happen in Phoenix on the way to Phoenix? Um, <clears throat> we did a bowling thing f- uh, the first day. Uh, the, the CRM team did a little mini retreat and then went out for bowling, and I won. Wow. Somehow. <laughs> what was your score? 173. That's not bad. No. I, not... It's not, you know, amazing, mm-hmm. but it was yeah. basically, <clears throat> like, you know, got there, went through a practice. Everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, did a practice run. And then, you know, bowled like an 84 or something like that. And then for some reason, every, it, was, it went, I got a spare then like a five and then it went just spare spare strike 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 spare 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 strike spare strike it was just <laughs> i don't know what happened <laughs> your machine yeah i just I, it was very consistent everything was the strike spare strike spare and then um i won and then we did another run just for fun i got a 99 so it wasn't like mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't have i'm not a good bowler it just all the right things were happening at the right moment right cool they put the bumpers down on the second game <laughs> I think I, I think that I've only done better with bumpers because I figured out like one time with bumpers that I could hit it in a particular way and always get a strike. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, let's see. What have I been doing? Oh, so Allie 
played goalie our last two soccer games. I saw your <clears throat> saw your tweets. Yes. Um, talk about dad stressing out, especially the first time playing this team we hadn't played before. There's boys on the team. Mm-hmm. Both of the girls that have played goalie in the past were not there on time. So coach asked who wants to play goalie and Allie's been dying to play goalie since the first game. She just always, but they never put her in because they've always had people with experience playing goalie. So they put her in and she did really good in that first game. She let three goals in, in the half, but I mean, she probably stopped close to 20 shots. I mean, it was, she was getting peppered. Uh, and then today she, uh, she let in one goal. We, but we won this game today and, uh, she has fun, but uh, it goes from like dad being really stressed out that you know <laughs> your daughter is like the one that's going to make or break the game to uh, wow, my daughter did pretty good. Proud dad moment. So that, yeah, that that struck me as weird <clears throat> because I was looking for this treat. Uh, Ali, oh, I, I only posted the goal again. for you. I'm a proud dad again. Like you weren't <laughs> proud <laughs> before. <laughs> It's Twitter. It's very truncated. It still sends, I think, the wrong message. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I'm only proud of her when she's a goalie. Otherwise, <laughs> particularly proud. Okay. Prouder than the baseline. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was. It's it's fun, exciting, nerve wracking, and uh, she does pretty good in there. So. Um. Let's see what else. The Sony hack. The Sony Pictures hack? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, what? I mean, what, what? what's so Jesus Christ about it? That... That, that people in, in these corporations write disparaging things about the other things that are going on in the, in the corporation? No, some, more, no, more so they... Stole and exfiltrated 12 terabytes of data. So? Like, all of Sony Pictures' business information. All of it. Sure. Yeah, it's just... Jesus Christ. I'm I'm, I'm wondering what you find is the, the crazy thing about this, because, I mean, you and I have both worked for tech organizations and, and and not tech organizations places that generally yeah they keep all their information on one server and if you had access to it you could download it all i guess yeah i no i mean what is your why are you you like jesus what, what's so amazing about this dude it, maybe not it's not amazing to me so much as Since I am the guy in charge of security, right? It's more of a holy fuck, you know. Holy fuck. If it, you know. No, I don't know. No, I'm trying to, like, holy fuck if, uh, you know, that kind of thing happened to me type thing. Or, like, you know, or. So you. I mean, like, just. Are you, like. Afraid that kind of thing could happen, or are you saying you 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 don't think that kind of thing could happen? Or no, you... I think the thing kind of thing could happen. It's just the um, 
what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say the that kind of losing all of that kind of information is going to cost or obscene amount of you know lost opportunity and money for Sony Pictures, and it would sink many companies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the yes. kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's just like it's a big company. It's forty five thousand people doing business all over the world. I wouldn't want to run security for that company. And it, it almost boggles the mind that they were able to exfiltrate twelve terabytes and you know and unnoticed, you know. But I mean, it does nice company. I, guess I don't know. I mean, does it? Because when you think about like this, the work you do with, with companies, I mean, there's a lot of you're 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 dealing with the fact that there's a lot of data being thrown back and forth between the servers. That that's kind of what you yes, but this data had to go out the internet, you know. Right, but <clears throat> I don't know. Twelve terabytes doesn't strike me as that large when you compare it to something like you know what Netflix does, right? I mean, yeah, I mean Sony's a big enough company, but it's a uh, it's interesting. It's a uh, you know they. What was the motivation behind the hackers behind it too, right? I mean, was it was it not North Korea? Probably not, right? It's, I guess they had a ransom letter that was ignored and then started <clears throat> dumping stuff online, right? You know, I, I don't see any reason why it couldn't have been North Korea hiring somebody, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, I don't believe North Korea had this technical expertise to do it inside North Korea, but that doesn't mean they can't just get, you know, they're basically a mob state. They can't just pay some, mm-hmm. you know, third-party hacker to do it, or hacking organization to do it. Obviously, it's a, obviously it's an organized thing. Well, not obvious, actually, right? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, it just could be someone smart and clever. And not yeah, all too smart and clever, just smart and clever in the right far, areas. As far as I know, they didn't utilize any zero days, like no unknown exploits, right? They used known exploits. They had to get spearfished in. Or something like that, right? So, yeah, it's just makes me queasy thinking about a similar type of data loss for my company. <clears throat> and just all. think about how they could get in, right? With, with such a large company, there's so oh, many yeah. opportunities to well, spearfish. We got forty five thousand people. You start spearfishing. Yeah, that's all you do. We should you explain what spearfishing is. So, spearfishing is a it's a targeted. Um, attack, right? So phishing is when you're kind of just sending out emails to the internet at large. Mm -hmm. And then whatever you catch in your net, you're able to exploit. So you're getting home users, you're getting um, some businesses maybe, or people all over the place. But with spear phishing, it's a more target attack, like a spear gun, right? So instead of using a net, you're using a spear gun. You pick the company, you do reconnaissance you send emails to certain people in the company you generally would craft those emails so they look like a legitimate email from someone that that person does business with mm-hmm. you know and you attach the malware to that that's spearfish and uh you have know, 45,000 people and how lax people are with uh excuse me I'm getting ready to sneeze here I think it's going away but yeah um you know, that's definitely the easiest way. It's a lot easier than trying to uh, 
break through a firewall or find a zero day on, you know, a network service or something like that. And, uh, and then, yeah, once you're in, you start running through the list of known exploits against their servers and you hope one of them is not patched, right? Once you get into there, they installed some malware that kind of spread from server to server and host to host. Mapped it, right? I mean, kind of. They, uh, yeah. Oh, and the cleanup. The other holy fuck's the cleanup, right? Yeah, I mean, that... Because, I mean, oh my, I would just quit. I, I would. I mean, unless they were going to pay me like $20 million, I think I would just quit. <laughs> because, I mean, it's there's well-known hacks to install firmware onto the Cisco phones and shit like that. Right? Hell, now, now there's the big hack on USB stuff, right? Well, there's... bad USB is another way to get in. But <clears throat> no, so you get into someone's network, right? And so, okay, Sony's going to redo, recover their servers from backup and whatnot. So where do you hide your advanced persistent threat? You install your advanced persistent threat in the network software on a printer or on someone's telephone. Mm-hmm. And no one thinks about checking those guys for hacks. So, yeah, there's a common kind of attack vector of once you get in, you install yourself on some, couple, some of the phones or some of the printers. And once they clean up the server infections, you can reinfect the servers. So think about like all the, all the, world of you know, you know the internet of every internet of things mm-hmm. that is connected at Sony, and how all of it's suspect. Yeah, that's a. I mean, I think that your only real <sighs> the the only chance you have to really do a full clean is to actually re-architect the network completely. And then... Oh, and you got to keep business running. Yeah. I'd quit. <laughs> I would just quit. I couldn't do it. Because if you do it on a new, a new architecture, then you could presumably find an attack vector if it happens. That's the other thing is... It's almost... I, I think, especially at a company that size with that many employees, with that many potential people to get in through mm-hmm. um prevention is kind of a fool's errand early detection is where you need to spend all your effort mm. yeah because it's so easy to trick someone oh yeah it's super easy and uh yeah so you, early detection people is, are very very lax and, and I think with good reason about security well, people, because or, it, it, it's so much of a hassle. And or people are tend to be helpful. You convince mm-hmm. someone that you're someone that they work with or should be working with. They're they don't want to be a dick. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be skeptical and question the person. And I mean, hey, even if it is somebody who normally said maybe get him on the right day. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's busy. He's working on other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the password. I don't have time for this. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, the Sony hack uh, freaks me out. And I guess it's mostly because, like, mad, like applying that kind of loss to a company that I work for. You know, it's just like, Yeah, so the Sony hack freaks out because, because you're in that 
you you would be the person who who would be in that sort of target if if it were if the hack was aimed at you and mm-hmm. you don't see a good way to stop it. Is that basically what it is? Well, it's the problem with preventative security spending is you only know when you didn't spend enough. Mm-hmm. You never know if you're spending too little, too much. Well, again, you eventually know if you're spending too little, but you'll never know if you're spending the right amount or too much on security. It reminds me of after, uh, in the big 2000, year 2000 switch, and there were not really a whole lot of problems, and then everybody started to say, well, then why do we pay so much money? Mm-hmm. And they started, there were actually hearings in Congress. Why do we pay so much money for all this if nothing serious and bad happened? And I was just like, well, you paid so much money so that nothing bad would happen. Right. <laughs> It's kind of like... Yeah, it's just like that, right? You know, we spent... You know, if a company spends... You know, uh, say you want to get a security firm in, right? Just kind of keep them on retainer or something like that. It's going to be a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Is that prudent spending? Well, the day you get hacked, you'd be like, it would have been prudent, yeah. Yeah. Right? If that would have prevented it. Um, I guess... um, Hack insur- there's, there's hacking insurance now. I don't know if hack insurance would cover a company as big as Sony. Wait, but insurance, insurance providers cover it. You know, you know uh, data loss or theft type insurance. So you can actually get hacking insurance now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be worried about that being kind of like a, a RICO scam, right? I mean, it's, it sounds like a mafia protection right? You know, hey, we'll prevent you from being hacked if you. Oh no, it's not a prevention thing. Right? Well, yeah, it's a yeah, it's insurance. If, if to you help get hacked, we'll fallout. be able to we'll be able to cover it. But hey, if you don't, you know, who knows what'll happen? Uh, and the, I mean, the thing about the Sony stuff. Another thing is, you know, the loss of individual personal data that was posted up. Right? I mean, you can get all the actors that have worked for Sony social security numbers now. You know, hmm. actually, I wonder, you know, identity theft, identity theft is a pain in the ass, right? Social security numbers are like ridiculously insecure, mm-hmm. right? You know, people filing tax returns on your social security number before you get yours in and you're the one that gets screwed on that kind of thing. All this stuff. Maybe if we're lucky because so many rich, high profile people have had their social security numbers compromised. Maybe, maybe it'll get a little bit better. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> I mean, the problem is that everything goes by your social security number because it's the one sort of unique identifier that every mm-hmm. person has, but it's not a very good unique identifier. Well, I mean, the problem is any unique identifier will be, can be used in, in that way. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've been harping on this a lot before, but the loss but it of needs privacy some, it needs is, some authentication, right? Because... You know, it's a unique identifier, but it also, like in the in the in filing your tax return, it's also a I authenticate that this is me because here I know this number. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. Mm-mm. You need some kind of authentication, not just the knowledge of the identifier is authenticating that you're you. But how far down that rabbit hole do you want to go? It's got to be something better. I mean. Like I said, now that Sylvester Stallone and all these other people's social security numbers are available online, maybe maybe they'll make some noise and, I don't know, we'll make a little small step towards getting this fixed. And what you need is, is you need the richest billionaires 
out there to lose. And then they'll put the, – because politics is all about money now, so you need them mm-hmm. to put the money into it, not right. not some actors. I guess. I guess. Yeah, so Sony hack freaks me out. Well, you know, I've, like I said, I've been harping on this for a long time. The end of privacy is near. If we want to live in the in the society we, we used to live in, then privacy goes out the window. Mm-hmm. True. So, I don't know. What are you looking up now? Just unlocking my screen, putting caffeine on. Uh, have you listened to cereal at all? Yeah, I've listened to cereal. It's it's good. Um, I don't know. I I'm surprised it's like the biggest thing ever. Yeah, I yeah, I'm a little surprised that it's the biggest thing ever, but it is. It's like the biggest podcast ever. I mean, it's a neat mystery detective story. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I think it's something that it, I, I, if I would have found on my own, I would have said, "Hey, check out this cereal, Greg." But yeah, I'm surprised that it's cereal. You know, I, I think it's less of a detective story and more of a story because on how, how far have you gone? I'm caught up. I'm caught okay, up. especially now that we've heard all of it, it's less. I mean, it it started out seem, seeming like it was a detective story, and you know, you'd be able to find out. What, but more. It's about the justice system, right? And it's yeah. about. I mean, way... that's my biggest takeaway so far is at least the story as told, you know, and it seems to tell both sides pretty well is that a jury uh, thought he was guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Yeah. That that's to me the thing is if I if I had to say yes or no, is he guilty? Yeah, probably. You know, but yeah, beyond a reasonable doubt, no. I think that were he a rich white guy, he would not have been convicted. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about yeah, it's about the justice system, and about the way that we treat people under the justice system more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And that is very valuable. And it's valuable that that it's very popular because it's good because people are sort of seeing that. Although lots of people are taking it to be oh, it's it's a murder mystery, but it's only a murder mystery on the surface. Right. Did you see the Best Buy tweet the other day? Yes, I did. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I didn't think it was funny, but I didn't I, think it was. Like, I, I, I would have left off the serial hashtag, but I thought it was a clever, snarky, er, snarky joke. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I, I wasn't offended by it. So <laughs> I was reading through some of the, you know, it was like some of the early tweets right before full outrage had happened, right, and. uh yeah, some guy called it like Twitter Storm in three, two. I mean, you know, is it any different than people like commemorating Pearl Harbor Day with a sale, right? I mean, there, there's mm-hmm. there's lots of things that are. Mm-hmm. It's just the time is right. You know, the time has passed. It's been 15 years, and it's it's a joke not about not at the expense of someone who died really, but it's about a popular. Uh-huh. A popular thing, so uh, yeah, I find the especially outrage. since that episode was so yeah. much focused on Best Buy, Best Buy, Best Buy phone blueprints, mm-hmm. security footage, managers, Best Buy, Best Buy, Best Buy. 
I, I find that it's, yeah, it, it, the outrage seems a little manufactured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat story. I'm, I, I saw, you know, um, John Surratt, the guy that does beer mapping. We met him out in uh, Denver. Last time we were out in Denver, he was at that beer writers thing. I don't know if I remember John. He's from Chicago. I saw him tweet, um, you know, so, something about cereal, but he's like, when is she, or how did he say it? But he, he was making a joke about how the host says February. And she was from Baltimore area, right? Uh-huh. So she says February the way you say February. February? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't really get in on the conversation. Well, she says February correctly is what she says. It is not, I mean, no, people in Baltimore say February too. Okay. okay. But, but February has an R right after the B. Uh, right. February. Right. She says it correctly because she's a journalist. Okay. <laughs> it's not a Baltimore. Okay. All right. I just thought it was, because I, Okay. Yes, I mean, from my point of view, it sounded like how you say February, right? And I always said, and I was taught to say February. Right? Mm-hmm. No, and, and, and both and, are correct. Right. You know, I mean, for me saying it's it, it's correct. I mean, it, it, the language evolves, right? I mean, it, right. I can't be mad at, at, at it. Just I look at it and I see February. Mm-hmm. Right. So probably not a coincidence then. I thought it was more of a regional dialect thing. No, no. no. Okay. It's something I decided to say, really. It's more, okay. it's more of that. Okay. Um, remember, I sent you that Washington Post thing about income inequality. And the mm. reason why I sent it is because Damien showed me this and it got me all pissed off because he knew it would piss me off. A Twitter feed called <laughs> Shut Up, Get to Work. <laughs> Basically, work hard, work harder. That's what you need to do. Um, oh, it makes me so mad. Uh, <laughs> instead of complaining about your circumstances, get busy and create some new ones. Uh, shh, do your job, right? <laughs> that is this satirical or is this no? Serious, I, this serious? is this is people. This is this is people who actually believe this. That like you know, all you need to do is work hard. That that's the answer. Working hard, like oh you 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 can't you know you, you're working three jobs and you're not making enough money. No, you just need to work harder. That's <laughs> That sort of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, work harder, comrade. Uh, there was the thing. This thing about CEOs. I just wanted to. I wanted to kill the guy. I just wanted to like smash his face in. <laughs> um, it's something like you know, if you, yeah, if you want to be a CEO, act like a CEO, and shut up and get to work. I don't know many CEOs who are fucking working all the time. Most of them are doing fucking golf trips. So fuck that shit. Act like a CEO. What bullshit? <laughs> you done? <laughs> you gonna read it and get more pissed off? He can't stop scrolling. He can't stop reading the nonsense. Oh my god. People like their dark chocolate bitter, not their coworkers. Shut up, get to work. Want to make a difference in the world? Get over yourself and shut up and get to work. <laughs> oh boy! So while Greg's scrolling there, I'll just mention that I uh, 
watched uh, the last season of Sons of Anarchy. If you would shut up and got to work all week, you probably could have taken today off. Fuck you. <laughs> I couldn't have you, stupid bitch. <laughs> so I watched Sons of Anarchy, and uh, I was... Last season, eh. And this season, I was about ready to stop watching it, except for I knew it was the last season, and I figured... I might as well mm-hmm. see it through. Or if it wasn't the last season, I would have stopped watching Sons of Anarchy. But the uh, the finale was one of the best tie up the story finales. You know, I've seen it in a long time. I was satisfied with the finale, where you know, so many shows that you know they just screw the pooch on the finale. So I have to give them really good props on how they tied it up. I would have one little change, and I'm not going to spoil things because you're not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, I guess you can stop listening. I'll probably be the last comment for the the pre-show anyway. Uh, so, Jax, he was really off the rails this season, and he murdered a head of a of one of the other ch- charters of Sons of Anarchy, and so they voted that he needed to be murdered. You know, they call it uh, Meet Mister Mayhem or something, right? So his own club says they got to put him down. And Jax goes on this like killing spree, starting killing all the bad guys in town, right? Like like redeeming himself, like and he goes back to his club and you're ready for them to kill him, right? But because they love him so much they let him go. And then he goes on this bike ride and commits suicide by running into a truck type thing where I would have rather had the club kill him. Yeah. Okay. So other than that, um, I just thought it was a really well done episode. Great way to tie up the series. And did it redeem the beginning part of this season, which I really didn't like? I don't know. But there's so many series that have such shitty finales. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it's, it's become more important after things like Lost. And, you know, I mean, I, I still think Lost is a great television show, but it did have the failing, which they did not, didn't understand as much at the time. You know, Sopranos had this problem, too, of you really have to stick the landing on these things. Mm-hmm. You know, because it will affect the way people perceive your show, and that was something that they had to learn. Yeah. Uh, you know, Battlestar Galactica went through that. They they had a pretty poor ending, and that that made the whole series suffer. Um, I mean, that, definitely, people look at Lost poorly mm-hmm. because it didn't stick the landing. I got a tweet from uh, Groucho from uh, Bear Report. Mm-hmm. He just been watched the last two seasons of Lost. He's like, I'm gonna. He's, his tweet was, "I'm gonna murder Jeff Bear." <laughs> <laughs> I binge watched the last two weeks of Lost. And to find out that they were all dead, like I predicted on the show 10 years ago, you know, when he, we did that Christmas show thing uh-huh. or whatever, or that live show. So, <laughs> But they weren't all dead. I know. That's what he said. Yeah, though. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. I don't want to dwell on it, but Sons of Anarchy finale, I give it a thumbs up. All right. Thumbs up from Jeff. And let's go drink some IPAs. Mm-hmm.